I really enjoyed last week hearing from Hannah um, Stolls um, as she talked um, and she spoke from Romans 12 verse 1. Now, when uh, she had talked to me about what she was going to speak on, I told her that I was planning on speaking um, on Romans 12, 2 and kind of developing Romans. And being such a brilliant person that she is, having a PhD, um, she and I together collectively figured out that there's actually a connection between Romans 12, 1 and Romans 12, 2. Um, if she were not... She didn't have the title doctor in front of her name. I don't know if that would have ever happened, but thankfully she does. So we figured it out. Um, but she talked uh, really eloquently um, about how um, we are called to give our lives as a living sacrifice. Our bodies, everything we do is worship. And she talked about that place where our hands have been anointed, are dripping with oil. So wherever we find ourselves, wherever we are, Monday through Saturday, and not just Sunday, that we are anointed to worship God everywhere I go, uh, we go. And she talked a little bit about, about that. Um, uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to talk more on Romans. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Romans, the following verse, the second verse of Romans uh, 12, um, and we're going to talk about uh, the will of God. Now, who here would like to know the will of God for their lives? Okay, the rest of you can exit right now, you're in the wrong place. No, I'm just kidding. I think about everybody raised their hand. Um, and, you know, it's a question that I often uh, get asked. It, it, it's a common topic, you know, particularly when I meet with young people. Um, w there is this desire within people to, to find out God's way for them. Where, where should I be going? What should I be doing? What is God calling me to do? It, it, it is a common question that I get asked and I journey uh, with people as, as, as we engage in this. Um, and so it, 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 is, it has caused me to, to go to the scriptures and really um, look into this concept of finding and outworking the will of God in our lives. So before we start talking about it, we're going to read those first two verses of Romans 12, um, and then we're going to comment on, on what we're reading. So let's go ahead and do that. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. So Hannah began with this last week, um, and we start... Here, therefore, Paul says, I urge you, brothers, that's brothers and sisters, it's everybody, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is. Other translations say test and prove what the will of God is. That which is good, that's good, it's acceptable, and in fact, it is perfect. So there is so much in this passage here that we're going to dig into, and we're going to go through the remaining chapter of Romans over the next several weeks. But what we hear here in Romans, is that we are not so much called to find the will of God, to find out what it, what, what it is, but we're actually called to test it, to prove it. That in Romans, we see that this relationship between living in his will 
And then Paul continues on and takes a lot of time talking about what it is to be joined in healthy church community. And he lays out this whole teaching in concept of how living in the will of God is directly connected to living in healthy church community. And we're going to dig into that and look at how that all works out. But first of all, I want to talk and unfold this by using uh, an illustration. As you can see before me here, I have a whole table set with food. Now, who's here this morning? Who is hungry this morning? Anybody hungry this morning? We've got a few people hungry. Judy is hungry. Anybody else? Ella's hungry. Chloe is hungry. There's a few people hungry here, so I want to invite a couple of people um, to come and help themselves uh, to the table here. So um, let's have Judy, why don't you hop on up here and come and you can pick something from this table that is laid out here. We, we, have, we have a feast laid before you. Why don't you come up and pick something? You know, I'm kind of hungry as I'm looking at this too, actually, myself here. So I think I might, I'm going to... I'm going to grab a grape. This looks good to me. Judy, what would you like? Twizzlers. Twizzlers? Judy's gone for the Twizzlers. <laughs> Chloe, come grab something. What do you want? I want an orange. She wants an orange. Hmm, that is interesting. Um, who else would like to take something from the table? Here, Jamin, come on up. And Bebop boys, you can both come up. Come on up. All right, what's going to happen here? Oh, Twizzlers are a favorite. We got all kinds of chips here. Guys, what do you want? Oh, more Twizzlers. You can pick anything you want. Anything you want that is on this table before you. All right. Tim Wood, you come and pick something. Talon? Oh, my goodness. He's taking the whole bowl of fruit. That's okay. That's okay. Anybody else want something? Talon, and then Omen Girls, you can come up too. And I think I need an adult here. This is a little heavy on the kids. Are there, are there not any adults that are hungry? Sarah, she wants to eat. Come on up, Sarah. Talon went for the Pringles. Tim, you could have kept the fruit. It's all good. David, come on up here. Okay, we've got a bunch of snack food, left the table, chips. The Cheetos are gone. Dang it. Oh... I know my son, we get through a whole jar of pretzels once a week. You know what, I'm more a fan of, uh, I'm more a fan of the peppers myself. Mmm, it's so good. I can practically, yeah, you can help yourself. Go ahead, Asha. I can practically feel the vitamins coursing through my veins. You can have it. Go ahead, go back to your seat, buddy. All right, that's it. We're done. Mm. Am I the only one that does this? Apparently so. All right. So we're done with this part now. So here's what happened here. We had a feast laid out before us. On this table is everything that is needed for a complete and balanced, nutritious, healthy life. Okay? 
We have a pasta salad here. There's fresh herbs in here. There's cheese. There's some chicken. There are olives. Um, there's some cheese and salami. It's a pretty balanced meal. There was quite a delicious salad here with spinach, dark green leaves. Um, this is uh, breast, uh, chicken breasts, boneless, um, really healthy. There's kale in here, nuts, strawberries. Had no love there. Um, a bunch of chips, um, some other sweet things. And you know what? It's okay to have some chips here and there. It's okay to treat yourself. There's food that is provided for nutrition. There's food that is provided just for pleasure, and that's okay. Some of this food is easy and quick to eat. Some of it is harder to make work and requires a little bit more effort. Somebody took one of these. You can't just bite into this like I did. But what we have, what Romans tells us, is within the church family, within the church community, when we are knitted tightly together and joined, we will find the supply of everything we need. Everything we need is found to supply us within God's house. Now, the challenge is, as we just evidenced here, that we can, and I would say this, is, this would represent the pattern of the world, which we just read about, we can just go and take what we feel like when we want it, and choose just to live from picking the things that we feel like at the time, and we do not end up getting a complete, balanced meal and getting everything we need. I came home last night. It was late. I'd had a bit of a full and stressful day. And you know what I felt like? I felt like a milkshake from Oberweiss. Their chocolate malt is just... It does something to my body. I don't understand it. Doctors here may know... I've never, I've never done cocaine, but I, I, I'm thinking there's got to be some kind of correlation with the feeling that I have when I just drink a large chocolate malt. There must, there must be something going on there. But you know what? I got it because I could, and I felt like it. But the risk that we have is that if we just live like this, in the church community, choosing to take and pick what we feel like when we feel like it, we do not end up well-nourished and complete. Finding out and living in that will of God which we hear is good, it is acceptable, and it is perfect. Another word for it is complete. Let me ask you this. The life that you live within the church community, is it a life that for you is complete, where you are getting everything you need and you are fully nourished and you are finding that good and acceptable will. If it is, great. <laughs> if it's not, then great too, because we're going to jump in and we're going we're gonna to look at what it takes to, to, to live that way. So let's go back to the scripture and I'm going to read it again and make a few comments here. And then we're going to move on to the next part. So if we can have uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 back up here again. 
Let's read it again. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, let's look at this pattern here. Here's what often happens. People say, I want to know God's will for my life. When I know it, then I can act upon it, and then I can start to do what God is telling me to do. I'm going to suggest to you that we've got this back to front. Let's go ahead and look at the first scripture here, and we're going to walk this through. The first thing that Paul says is, is brothers and sisters, I urge you, he uses strong language, and says to give your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, that this is what worship is. So I'm going to suggest to you that we cannot know the will of God, we cannot test it, unless we are first doing what God tells us to do in order to get to the place of testing it. So as we choose to do what Hannah brought to us last week, and we say, I am going to give of myself with hands anointed by God, I'm going to give my life to serve other people, I'm going to yield myself to him, then what we're doing there is not conforming to the pattern of the world. We're beginning by being non-conformist. Who wants to be a non-conformist here? I think that's a good thing. And so as we do that, we are setting ourselves up to receive what God has for us. So now we're starting to be counterculture. It's first yielding to God. So as then our minds are choosing not to conform to the pattern of this world, we receive that grace of God which begins a transformation in our thinking. We begin to be transformed by our minds being renewed. And then what we read here is that we, we now... We, we don't suddenly know this whole, this, this, this will of God, but the, the Bible doesn't say that this causes us to know the will of God. It says it causes us to be able to test and approve the will of God. I'm suggesting to you that when we yield to God and we give our lives first as a sacrifice to others, that we will begin to have our minds transformed through the grace of God, and we will actually find that we're, we are in a place where we are surrounded by and in the will of God. It's not a case that we've got to go and desperately try and figure out what this will is. It's that we will find ourselves in it. Why? By the transforming of our mind. And so then it's just a case of going, wow, I'm going to put my foot in this and I'm going to test it. And I'm just going to cooperate with where God has put me. I'm going to start doing it. And it doesn't become a labor. It doesn't become a burden. But it is something that, that just flows when we do things God's way. 
And suddenly we find ourselves that we're moving and we're in an environment where that anointing oil that Hannah spoke of is dripping. And what we're doing is getting touched by God's touch and things are being transformed and changed. There's a feast that is before us here within God's house. We have the opportunity to get a full meal, to be filled up with God through the supply of one another. And over the next few weeks as we journey through this together, we're going to unfold what this looks like and how the will of God is found for each of us only when we're in healthy church community in life.